few weeks ago we had Declan Murphy on the programme, author of A Life in the Trees, a personal account of the great spotted woodpecker, amongst other titles. Anyway, our Terry Flanagan has been out with Declan again this week. Let's find out why, as we're joined by Terry Flanagan from his home in Dublin 15. Terence, you were in County Wicklow. What's going on? Yes, Derek, I was indeed. I was in the Garden County. Mm. And what better place to look at some of our native plants? And what better companion to have? Only author and naturalist Declan Murphy. Absolutely. Well, you know, on this programme, Derek, over the last number of years, we've been making people aware of climate change and the effect it's having on our flora Mm -hmm. and fauna. Mm -hmm. And most of us are familiar with the loss of our birds and our insects, but our plants are often forgotten. So what did he show you? Where did he bring you? Well, he brought me along the coastline of County Wicklow to highlight the plight of two native plants that are affected by human activity and climate change. One of these is in serious trouble, but the other one, a plant that was declared extinct in Ireland in 2016, is now making a comeback, with thousands of them reappearing and flowering this year. Lovely. Mind your step there, Terry. Now, come over here and I'll show you something interesting. Right, we're down here on Morrow Beach, is that right? The Murrah in County Wicklow. Yeah. It's a long shingle spit. Yeah, and um, it's a windy day here and we're, we're hiding in here behind the brolly. But we're, we're right at the path edge. Why? That's right, because this path is being eroded as we're actually looking at it here. You can see the erosion that's taking place. Now, we've come from the beach side and we can see that the erosion, it's gone in underneath about, what, half a metre or so? During the winter storms, um, we're getting more and more erosion coming in. It's eroding in under here and the top part of the path is falling down. Right, you I can, can see, see that. that. You can see, you can see that. it on the length of it. The whole hundreds length. of metres. Hundreds of metres going forward for kilometres. Mm. There is the, about... About a metre, metre and a half of cliff has fallen down onto the shingle beach. And why is that a worry to you? This stretch of the coast is great for a particular plant, a very special localised plant called the spring squill. Now the spring squill has a very, very small distribution in Ireland. Yeah. Have we got some of it here? Can you show we me We do, some? yes. Yeah. If you just look along the grass here, you can just see this plant here, this small God, little tiny. plant. Uh, it's gone to seed. You can just see this small little seed cluster here. Yeah. It's a few little things and the leaves. It only grows in coastal turf, short coastal turf. Right. On the east coast of Ireland and the north coast, uh, the north and northeast. Now, Wicklow Head, just behind us there... What's about three or four kilometres away? That's right. There's a small population on top of the headland there, and that's the most furthest southern point of the plant's distribution in Ireland. Right. There's none beyond Wicklow Head. And you only find it along the coast? Along the coast. Now, going north from Wicklow Head, we come to here the Murrah, which we have a nice population extending all the way along. Historically, there's a population on Bray, but there's no recent information on that. Then the next jump in its distribution is Hoth. Right. few areas there and then into Northern Ireland. Okay. Now, how now, far does it extend inwards here from just where we're standing? Where this plant is here... Right. I walked all along this coast during May and the furthest plant I found inland was there. there. That's less than a metre? Yes. It, it is right at the very edge. It likes short grass right beside the sea. Yeah. It and needs then, good drainage. And if you look under here, this, it's all shingle stone. It's really, really free draining. So this, this plant is in serious trouble? If the same amount of erosion takes place next winter as took place yeah. last winter, this plant will be gone from the whole stretch of the Murrah next year or the year after. 
Now, Wicklow, I think, is one of the strongholds for this plant. Is that right? It is. They, so to, to lose this population would be devastating? It would, because the only area we would have it left is Wicklow Head. And it's climate change that is driving this erosion. The other thing that's affected this little plant, one thing we've noticed very much this year, more so than other years, is there's a change in the flowering dates of many, many plants. Right. The spring squill last year along here was flowering towards the end of May. This year, when I came down at the end of May, it had finished flowering. I did see it flowering here early May, so it's getting earlier. So climate change is affecting the population regardless of whether it's going to be killed off by er the erosion. So the whole species is at risk. But this stretch here, this will be one of the last stretches on the real low coastal turf. Mm. And the flora of Wicklow, written many, many years ago, described it as being very frequent and quite numerous along the Murrah. Well, that's not going to be the case in two years' time. It's probably going to be gone in two years' time. Because well, it's been a real eye-opener to me, and I'll tell you why, Declan. When you say that this plant, well, I'm looking at beach here that's probably a couple of kilometres long, but this particular plant only lives in literally less than a metre of that. So yes. that if we have bad storms this winter, this plant will be gone. It'll be completely gone from this area. Well, I'm going to show you some, just to, to really emphasise how this is actually happening as we watch. As you can see, the, the cliff top that has fallen down here, yeah. this fell down late this spring. It's growing on the top of that. So, so it's really on the beach? It's on the beach. Now, it can't, that's not its habitat because it, it's fallen down from its habitat. So when the next winter storms come in, all the ones on the beach will be inundated with salt water, killed and washed out. So they fell down this year. So the next ones to fall down are this one. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to fall down. Right. And that's him gone. And that's it. And they're gone. They're gone. And you can't bring it back. You can't transplant it. Yeah. Like, a, as you said, that one there, it doesn't grow two metres in. So you can't transplant it. You can't do anything. Mm. So it is one of the losses we are seeing. And w there's an awful lot of talk about climate change. But I think what some of the changes in people's minds are slow. They're happening over a period of time. We're saying that, like, in 2050, this will happen and that. This is something that's quite frightening. We're, it's happening as we watch it. That you're looking at, the, you're standing on a plant that's going to become extinct locally from this area due to climate change and the effects of climate change. And that's going to happen in one, two, three years? Yes. Not 10, 20 or 50? And there's, there's nothing we can really do because we need to do it now as in today and that's just not practical uh, look at the length of the coastline here it's several kilometres long we can't just suddenly fix several kilometres of coastline in a matter of weeks it's an enormous job and it is a job that the, this stretch of the Murray will be protected I mean the county council are fully aware of the erosion but it, it involves a long term plan unfortunately some of our wildlife won't survive long enough by the time these plans are implemented there's going to be losses and this is one of the losses now all we can hope is that the plant itself survives in the other locations that are safe from erosion but sadly this particular population there's no hope for it well this may be a sad story, but you're also going to take me to somewhere in County Wicklow, not very far from here, 10 kilometres or so, where there is a good news story. That's right, because one of the things that we always say about the climate change is that there's gains and losses. Species are moving around, they're changing because of the effects of climate change. So this is one that's not coping well, but we have a very successful story, and it's a plant called Meadow Saxifrage. OK, well, let's pack up everything here and... Uh We'll get our stuff together and we'll head up. 
Now we're after moving about 10 kilometres further south in County Wicklow. In a sand dunes just behind a popular beach, you've come to show me a different plant here. A plant that I actually thought was extinct in Ireland. Well, it was declared extinct in Ireland in 2016. And it's a very interesting history, this plant. This is the meadow saxifrage. And it was first found here in 1985 by one of Ireland's leading botanists. They then came back the following years and couldn't find it. Even though they knew the area it was in, they searched the area, they couldn't find it. And they searched several times over the years and it was never seen again. Mm. And in 2016, it was declared extinct. And then 2019, it was found in exactly the same spot again. Right, so the plant had disappeared completely, but I'm sure that seeds must have been still in the soil. That's right. That's why we can never really say that something is truly gone. Mm. It may not be flowering, it may be waiting for the perfect time. It may be waiting for the perfect conditions. But when we say a plant used to grow here and doesn't grow here anymore, it's extinct, we can't say that for certain. And we know some seeds remain viable for hundreds and hundreds of years until conditions are right. And that's what's happened to this plant. And here it is. When they were found in 2019, there was only a small number of plants found. And they were seen subsequently each year. But this, in, in this particular, in this spot. particular spot where we're standing, where everybody is walking along. Well, and walking. I was just going to ask you if, you, if I think of something like Kilcool Beach, which is again in County Wicklow, where you've got the terns nesting. And, and because we want to look after their small numbers of those terns, we put wardens up, we fence it off, we tell people to keep away. There's nothing like that here. No, and everybody is walking, as you say, on top of us, quite literally. We can hear the cars in the car park, we can watch people walking by. Yeah. And, and that's because you've got to be very careful when you protect that you know what the habitat is. Yeah. And some plants like open soil, disturb soil, and some plants cope with being walked on. So if you fence off an area, what would happen here is, if you fence this area off around us here, is there will be no people going across, there'll be no animals coming in. You'd get all the tall, coarse species would grow up. They'd swamp out the saxifrage and it'd be gone. So we'd actually, by protecting it like that, we'd defeat it. So it is well able to cope. As you can see from the leaves, the leaves are all flat to the ground. So when someone stands on them, they don't break them. Yeah, and that's how it's adapted. That's how it's adapted. And it flowers in early May. And these sand dunes, the crowds don't uh, come down to sunbathe in late April, early May. So by the time the plant has finished flowering is when people arrive and they don't see it. It's a bit like the um, primroses and the bluebells. Get the life cycle over early. Yes, yes. That's 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 exactly what what it's done. But you know what I I can't understand is that the plant has disappeared. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's say the the seeds were still in the soil. What has happened in the last couple of years that they've reappeared, that they've started to grow again? Now, this connects us in with the spring squill that we discussed earlier. We're seeing changes with all the plants and with animals and birds as well, and that they're linked into climate change. We don't know, necessarily know how with every individual case. Something has changed, you're right. Something has changed since 1980, 1985, and what's changed, as we know, the climate is changing. But how has this benefited this plant? It's still very early to say, but there's two strong theories. One is the summers have gotten an awful lot hotter. And what that's done is it's causing drought conditions so other plants are dying out. So there's less competition. So plants that would have grown here, like bird's foot, trefoil, kidney, vetch and all that, they're struggling to survive. So they're dying back. So it has less competition. That's one possibility. This year, March was extremely wet. And that's when the, the, the saxifrage was starting to grow. Maybe the extra amount of rain in what's normally a very well-irrigated, dry habitat gave it an extra burst to enable it to germinate. Because you've got to look at plants across other countries as well to see how they're coping. And meadow saxifrage doesn't grow in dunes as much in other countries. 
When I think of saxifrage, I think of a plant growing up on a hill or on a clifftop or something like that. I don't think of it as growing in a meadow. That's right. Uh, most of the, the saxifrages are mountain-loving species. We've got alpine saxifrage, we've got yellow saxifrage, purple saxifrage. They all grow on mountaintops. Then we do have the, the meadow saxifrage is the exception. It normally grows in ha- meadow-like habitat. This isn't a meadow-like habitat, but this is the only habitat it's growing in Ireland. It was always a very, very rare species in Ireland. There are one or two other historical locations for it, but there was, it was never a widely distributed species. And this, as far as we know, this stretch of coast in Wicklow is the only place it's growing. Now, this year was fantastic for it, mm-hmm. and there were several thousand plants bloomed. Mm. The real question is now, is next year, is what's going to be here? Because when they were found by that botanist in 1985 he probably thought the same thing he came along oh this is great they're here and we never saw them again and it was declared extinct so we mightn't see this plant again but the good news is that we now know that even if we don't see it again it may resurface again in 40 years time it hasn't gone the habitat hasn't changed we thought we'd lost it it came back these seeds remain viable so it's a success story but for what reason is the concerning thing the same set of circumstances that are threatening the spring squill up along the Murrah are favouring this plant at the moment. But does everything not just go in cycles? And if we come back in 10 years' time, maybe the saxifrage will be doing poorly and the squill will be thriving. Yes, we do have natural cycles that go through. This uh, series of changes is caused by man's activities. Animals and plants take time to adapt. These changes are happening very, very fast. They're really fast by our activities. So we can't predict, we don't know what's going to happen, whether the plants will have time to adapt or not. But we are seeing changes in real time now due to climate change. We are seeing species like the spring squill suffering because of coastal erosion. We're seeing meadow saxifrage doing well because other species are being eliminated. But all of these changes are directly attributable to us. And really what I get from this is that it's happening so quickly. You're not talking about 30, 40, 50 years you're talking about three or four or five years. In one case, a plant will probably be lost. Yes. And in another case, it may come back and it might be thriving again, but in such a short time. That's the worrying thing, because there isn't time to react to these things. Like, we suddenly realise, oh, this is happening, and normally we have, you have time to do environmental assessments, come up with a plan, a strategy, and protect things. We don't have time for that anymore. So what can we do? Can we just enjoy these plants when we see them? Or is there anything we can do to save them? Yes, we need to enjoy them and appreciate the environment, but we need to take responsibility for our actions. We need to realise that these planning ahead for the changes in 2030 and beyond that, we need to do them now. We need to take responsibility and accept climate change is affecting every creature and plant around us is happening because of us. We need to be responsible for our actions. We know what to do. We just need to step up and do it. But more importantly, we need to step up and do it now. Now. The time for action is now. Now, boys and girls, now. Have you got the message, to paraphrase the old adage, when wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. And this is where I'm going to change it. When nature is lost, everything is lost. Thanks again to Declan Murphy and Terry Flanagan. Some pictures on the website rte.ie forward slash mu.